All right, welcome to this week's edition of Dugout Dish Podcast, special edition. No recruiting talk. We are going to do our best to pick the Division One NCAA Tournament College World Series participants today. So, as usual, here Andy Kiriakidis with you and my co-host, Keith Glasser. Keith, you ready to do this? Ready as ever. All right. We'll jump right into it. We won't get into any of the RPI controversy and the selection or whatever. We're just going to get right into the brackets. Going to break it down regional by regional. We'll move into super regionals, and then we'll pick our eight, and then we'll both take a stab at uh, who we think is going to take home the trophy at the end of the year. So first regional, we'll start off in Winston-Salem. And I think I think this is the toughest regional in the whole bracket. And it kind of sucks for a team like Northeastern and a team like Maryland to get stuck in a bracket with Wake Forest because I think both of those teams are good enough to win a regional. Um, I'm particularly partial to Northeastern. And if they weren't in a bracket with Wake Forest, who I think is probably the best team in the country for a lot of different reasons, I think they're a team that they could certainly win a regional. And the way they're built, you know, they pitch. Got five guys, double digit home runs. They got a nice blend of old and young, super well coached. They've had some big wins, you know, BC, UConn, Maryland. Um, but I don't see them. Uh, I just, I think it's going to be really tough for they swept in the anybody to go into Wake Forest. Yeah. And they swept Indiana State, who is a host, um, who's got a host regional. So I'm going to go Wake. I think that's a super interesting regional to watch. And if you want to see some really high-level baseball in one bracket, like you should tune into that one because it's going to be a good one. Yeah. I mean, Wake is – they've been number one for quite a few weeks in a row here um, at the back half of this season. I, I don't – you and I were talking about it yesterday, I think, with Jonathan before we went live. Um I don't think they lost a, an ACC series, yeah? No, and I think that's the first time anybody's gone through the ACC without winning a series since 2008. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, it's, incredibly impressive to do in the conference that they put. I, I think ACC has eight teams in the tournament, which like – Correct. You know, and you could – you know, and there were a handful of other teams in that that were – on the bubble, pending what happened the last couple of weeks and in the tournament, you know, so that's, you know, you can argue to your blue in the face over what conferences are best, whether it's the SEC or the ACC, but, you know, to, to not lose a conference series in, in arguably the best conference in the country is incredibly impressive to do. You know, it's, you know, between Coach Walter and and Coach Soleno and Coach Mascara and everyone else who's involved there, like that's a incredibly impressive th- feat to accomplish over the course of a season, you know, which makes them obviously the number one. But you know, it's a it's going to be a tough regional for you know Maryland, who had a, a really good year, and you know a Northeastern team that you know has been good for a, a very long time. They're they're incredibly well coached, um, you know they're. 
they can flat out pitch too. Like they get dudes in there to the, that pitch for them. And they're, it's not a mistake that they're 44 and 14 this year and, and had a, a, another really good year. But yeah, all in all, I mean, I, I do think, you know, I think Wake Forest is going to get out of that regional. You know, I think Northeastern is probably going to be able to pitch it enough. I, like, I think Northeastern might surprise some people and end up in the finals. But I, all in all, I think Wake ends up getting out of the regional in Winston-Salem and, and hosting the Super, you know, at, at the uh, in their home yard. Yeah, and I mean they're built to win at home. You know they got that power lineup, but they're a lot more diverse than they've been in the past. And they got some guys who move the ball. They run. They really play defense, specifically in the middle of the field. You know they've got horses on the mound. They've got some guys out of the bullpen who've been really good. Like, yeah, I mean I think they're the best team in the country. Yeah, I mean, Long way to go, but they're twenty nine and three at home. Like, yeah, I think it's really. They're so complete, and like a lot of things happen in baseball, everybody knows that. And college baseball is even funkier because you're playing in these smaller windows and you don't have quite as much turnaround time. But you know, if you're if you're looking at a team that you know, there's not a ton that you can look at and go, eh, like they've got some vulnerabilities. Um, but I hope Northeastern makes a run at it. I, I, I love that staff, and they. You know, I had the pleasure of coaching against them and class act. They do a, just an unbelievable job of identifying talent, developing talent, and they're, they're dynamic. I mean, they have five guys with double-digit bolts. I mean, they've got one of my favorite college baseball players of all time, Tyler McGregor, who's a former Columbia Lion, went off and hit 18 jacks for him as a, as a grad student. So, uh, But I'm going to go Wake, too, so I think we're both one for one there, Wake. Wake's going to take that regional. All right. Moving on to their paired bracket in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, overcoming some controversy to, <laughs> to host a regional. Um, lost their head coach to a, a betting scandal. Um, they seem to have been able to pick up the pieces and actually have been playing really well. We got them, BC, Troy, who had a really good year out of the Sun Belt, and then Nickel State out of the Southland Conference. Um, I'm going to stick with my Massachusetts guys. I think the BC story and the bounce back they've had, and you know what uh, that staff's been able to do and develop guys and bringing guys in. Um, I'm going to go BC. I think they're a tough group. Uh, I think they got the. I think they got the cojones to go down to Alabama and, and win that regional. So that's my pick. I'm going to go. I'm going to go the BC, BC Eagles bird ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm in the same boat with you here. Um, you know, I, I think that Boston College had a phenomenal year, um, and, and kind of given everything that, that that they have to work with there, you know, they've. You know, especially over the last couple of years, I, I think that they've, you know, they went from, you know, being the doormat of the ACC for a while to really competing the last couple of years and, and finally kind of turning the corner. I mean, there's a local kid from where I'm from who got drafted out of there last year, um, Luke Gold, who I, I remember seeing when he was a freshman in high school and Coach Rossi and I were watching him and he dove six hole and threw a kid out by like seven steps. And I was like, whew. 
wonder when that kid's going to get drafted. And it was like seven years later, but um, you know, I, I agree. I, I think that they're, you know, they're, they're based off of their geographic region and the, the amount of games they have to play on the road to start the year. Um, you know, they're not really playing a home game. I don't think until mid-March. Um, and I, you know, I'm looking at it right now, it's mid-March and they don't play a home series at home until the end of March, which, you know, to spend the first five, six weeks on the road and still churn out 35 wins is, is pretty telling of, you know, how battle tested and good they are. So, you know, I, I agree. I think Boston college, you know, I think it's tight, but I do think Boston college eventually gets the the win over, over the tide. You know, I, you can only, you can only cheat death so many times. <laughs> oh. All right. So we're both on the same page through that regional through the first two regionals. We'll move on to Gainesville. We got the Florida Gators as the one seed. Been a top five team all year long. I've watched them a couple times. Uh, I mean, it's a. I mean, it's another one of those teams. Like, where where are the holes? You know, like maybe the bullpen at times. Like I've heard some chatter about the bullpen, but then they go and, you know, then they go and you know carve people up for a couple weekends. You know, they got that gag. I probably pronounce his name wrong, but that, that Gaglioni kid who left-handed power arm throws on Sundays. And then he's, you know, I think he's got 29 home runs or something like that. They got a, you know, potential big leader at shortstop. Got one of the best outfielders in the country in that Langford kid. They're going to be a tough out. Then you got UConn is, a, is the two seed, you know, well-established power at this point. You know, they're one of those, those teams that every year bucks the, the conversation of power five, power five, power five, like UConn is a staple in college baseball at this point, 43 win team. Then you got Texas tech. Who's they win a lot of baseball games out of the big 12. And then you got the Florida, Florida A&M who kind of finished middle of the pack in the SWAC, but were able to get hot in the tournament and, you know, they're coming in, you know, I, I don't really think they have a fighting chance here, but um, I don't think anybody on that, in there has got a chance to beat Florida if they're playing well. Um, you know, I'd like to think that UConn could 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 get there, but it's tough to bet, bet against Florida in that regional. I think they're deep enough where if they if they you know did slip up a game, you know that they're deep enough on the mound and offensively good enough that if you get into that fifth game, they can just bludgeon you. Um, yeah, you know, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go chalk in the Gainesville re- regional, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take Florida to move on to the Super. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I I just don't know if you know. To your point, anyone is going to be deep enough to to really go arm to arm with them. You know, UConn is is really really good. Um, you know, and they've they've really have become the premier team in the Northeast slash Mid Atlantic or New England area um, over the last five, six, seven, eight years um, with there's numerous big leaguers that have come out of there and they've won a ton of games. Um, you know, I, I just don't know if, if they're going to be good enough this year to, you know, really go into Gainesville and, and beat Florida. I wouldn't be shocked quite frankly, if, if they do 
force the winner take all game and and you know they're they're in it um <clears throat> i have florida beating yukon in the finals of that regional um you know so i wouldn't be shocked if they're you know in it for a very very long time um but i you know florida's just been so good this year i i just don't know if they're you know i don't think they're going to get beat at home in gainesville in, in a regional um this year and i think it the other thing that I think has to be said for people who are listening is that when you're Florida and you're in this regional, like you don't throw your guy against A&M. No. So, you know, if you're, you know, there are a couple regionals here where you slip up or there's a couple four seats here, like really tricky where mm-hmm. you might have to, you're one seed, like you might have to throw your guy. Cause there's a couple, yeah, Santa Clara is one of them. We'll get to them, but um, you know, I mean, Florida, like you got to feel pretty good that, like, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if if Coach O'Sullivan, you know, decided, you know, maybe they even throw their midweek guy in game one and just really line it up so that if they do end up slipping up at some point that they're still able to stack that. But, you know, I doubt they're going to throw their guy. Um, you know, they're going to count on. Now, I don't know Florida A&M real well, so maybe they got a dude at the front end that, you know, that, you know, they're going to have to grind through. Most, most schools who make it into the NCAA tournament, they got somebody at the front end that can compete and has got some good stuff. And, but yeah, I'm going to go Florida there too. Columbia, South Carolina. At one point, South Carolina was trending towards being the best team in the country. And they've slipped up a little bit recently, haven't been playing as well. And this is a tough one. Um, You got South Carolina is the one. You got Campbell, the Camels. As the two, you got NC State Wolfpack as the three, and then Central Connecticut out of the NEC. Um, you know, it's an interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. My hunch is Campbell. I think they got some really good front end arms, and they're very athletic. They run, they hit for power. Like that's a deep team. Um, I think they're going to have a tough time getting by Florida. But that team's good enough to go to the College World Series. Like they've got power arms, they can get swing and misses. Offensively, they're well rounded. Um, so Campbell's going to be my pick for this regional. Although something about that NC State team, like every year they get to the postseason. Recently, it seems like they get hot, and they got some older dudes. You know, they got a couple grad transfers from Davidson that have that have been around. They played a lot of baseball. Those guys are experienced, and I think. When you're traveling to play in these kind of settings, I think that having an older group or older core group of guys, I think matters. Um, but I'm going to stick with my, my gut on this one, and I'm going to say Campbell goes goes on to to face Florida in the re, in the super. We differ here. Ah, who do you, who do you got? I took the uh, I took the Gamecocks. Uh, the host, okay. uh, I, I did take chalk here. Um, and, and the reason I did is I, I, you know, everyone loves the, you know, everyone loves the story and, and people are, you know, upset that Campbell's not hosting and blah, blah, blah. Um, and look, I, Campbell had a phenomenal year. I, I mean, take nothing away. You're 40, you went 44 games. Like you had an unbelievably good year. Like there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I, 
but I, I think it's really hard. Like I know South Carolina hasn't really been playing that great um, leading up to the regional, but you're an SEC team who had 39 wins and you're 26 and seven at home. Like it's going to be really hard if that place is packed, which it most likely will be. And they get a lot of fans um, at South Carolina. It's going to be pretty hard to get in there and, and, and beat them, um, you know, enough to where you're going to be able to win that regional. I mean, if they do, like they can, you know, whoever wins that regional, whether it's, you know, if it's, South, if it's not South Carolina, if it's NC State or Campbell, like they're they're going to be dangerous against Florida. Like it's going to be really hard to go in there um, and win that regional. But I, you know, I I just think that the, you know, I, I think the run is is likely going to end here um, by the end of the weekend when it comes to the uh, the fighting camels um, of Campbell. You make a compelling argument then you might be right. We will see. All right, moving on. Coral Gables, Miami team, is going to host this one. Um, I mean, what are you supposed to say? Like, they're good. You know, 40 and 19 in the ACC, like kind of hovered around the bottom of the top 25 for like the first half of the season and then really started to play well at the back half. Like they got a super bro and that Morales kid, he's a monster. You shouldn't be able to put those numbers up in the ACC. Like he's going to be a super high draft pick. And I know they got, you know, what most people, I don't know what the, the exact numbers are, but the Walter kid out of the bullpens, you know, you know widely considered, you know, maybe the best closer in, in college baseball at this point. I'm sure people have other names that they want to throw in there, but, you know, he's certainly in the conversation. Um, you know, they're going to play Maine, you know, out of the American East. You know, Coach Durba's done an awesome job up there, like, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to, to overcome the Hurricanes in that game one. And then you got Texas, Louisiana. And to be honest with you, this is the regional where I, I, I don't really feel good about the pick um and because of that you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna stay off a of chalk here and i'm gonna i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with a little bit of an underdog here and this is uh i'm gonna go with louisiana i don't have like a good reason they've been playing well of late um yeah you know, it's a 41 team in the best conference nobody talks about in the Sun Belt. um i saw texas play earlier this year obviously it's a really good ball club but it you know, they didn't jump off the page to me as a world beater, um, you know, and yeah, I'm going to go Louisiana. I'm going to roll it. I'm going to roll the dice with the, the, the raging Cajuns down in Louisiana Lafayette. Well, we're going to differ here too. Um, and there's going to be a good friend of ours that is not going to be happy with me, but I'm, I'm going to hook them in this, in this regional. Um, I think Miami is, is obviously really good. Um, again, you don't win 40 games, uh, and, and be really good in the, you know, if we're not, if Wake doesn't have the year that they have, we're talking about Miami being one of the best teams in the country. Um, you know, but I, I just, you know, I, same kind of thing. Like I remember watching some games earlier in the year where, you know, they're playing some opponents that maybe aren't the, that strong and, and it's almost like they, you know, weren't showing up. Um, 
you know, and I think that sometimes when you play the the four seed and, um, you know, it, it, it's imperative to get off to a good start. And I, you know, I just looking at Texas schedule, I mean, you go, they lost early to Arkansas, who's really good. Um, you know, they, they beat a really good Indiana team. They lose by one to LSU. They go to Cal State Fullerton. You know, they lose the series, but they lose two one-run games. Um, you know, and then from there, they, you know, they, they really started playing really good baseball. You know, you sweep Texas Tech, you beat A&M, um, you know, they beat K-State and the Baylors. You know, Oklahoma is a, a, a tough series, but, um, you know, I, I just thought that, they, you know, they're, they've played a really tough schedule. They, they've played some really good teams and they've beaten a lot of really good teams. And I, I thought that when you can kind of get into a, uh, you know, they sweep West Virginia in the year. You know, and then you, you know, you know, you don't play great in the tournament, but you know, you have a week to clear it and and get back after it. You know, I, I just thought that <clears throat> they closed the season out really well. They played, you know, some tough teams. So I was, I picked the, uh, I picked the Texas Longhorns to come out of the Coral Gables Regional. Fair enough. I was at that Oklahoma Texas series. Um, it's a cool place to watch a baseball game. Moving on to Stanford. You get Stanford hosting uh, at the Sunken Diamond. We've both been there. Really cool mm-hmm. place. Um, they got A&M, Cal State Fullerton, San Jose State. For those of you who don't know, Cal State Fullerton's out of the Big West. Um, San Jose State, Mountain West Conference. Um, San Jose State you know, finished first in the conference and won the tournament. A well-earned bid. Four seed. Um they could make things interesting in this regional. You know, Fullerton and Stanford have a ton of history going back all the way to the, I mean, shoot, the 80s, mm-hmm. fighting to get a College World Series. And, um, you know, and then you got A&M, which is an obvious power here. I'm going A&M. Even though Stanford has been in the top 10 pretty much all year. But here's why. Let me tell you why, Keith. <laughs> Someone's going to be very happy with you and mad at me. <laughs> Yeah, you dis you disappointed him, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make him happy. But let me tell you why. Stanford is not a hard place to play on the road. Sure. It's it's uh, it's like a little bit of a country club atmosphere. It's a beautiful place to play a college baseball game. It's a gorgeous setting. But there's a big difference between having to go into Stanford versus having to go into Arkansas, right? It's Fair. not a rowdy setup. You know, there's going to be four or 5,000 people there, but you you walk into one of the – like A&M is not going to be intimidated by a few fans that may heckle them, right? They have one of the coolest atmospheres in college baseball, and they got to walk around the SEC, which is just a gauntlet of, of wild places to play. And for that reason, I think that A&M's talented enough, right? How many wins do they got? Let me go through my list here. 36. 36 wins in the SEC. Like, yeah, I know Stanford's good. They're really good. You know, 38 wins in the Pac-12, but, I mean, let's let's call it like it is. Pac-12's down, mm. right? It's, it's not the conference that it was four or five years ago. It's just not. Like, Arizona snuck in, ton of controversy around that, but, like, you don't have – like, Arizona State's not the powerhouse that they – used to be like are they going to be in the future like 
yeah, probably you'd think they bounce back, but UCLA wasn't quite as good as they were this year. USC, you know, they, they stepped up. They had a pretty good year. A lot of people thought they should have got in, but I just think that Texas A&M going through the SEC is a battle-tested group. The environment's not going to slip up with them, and they have the talent to go to toe-to-toe with Stanford, who is one of the more talented teams in the country. But I'm going Aggies. I'll make a friend happy. That's my pick for the Stanford Regional. Um, I win chalk. Uh, I win. I went with Stanford. Um, you make a very compelling argument, which makes me start to second guess myself, but I'm not going to. Um, I, I'm going to stick with Stanford. I mean, they've been consistent all year long. Um, you know, you got wins over Fullerton, you sweep Rice, um, you sweep Oregon State, who got in. Um, you know, so they have wins over, um, they have a win over Oklahoma. They split that series in a four game set in Norman. Um, you know, the sweep Cal, you split with Texas tech, you know, they beat Washington, they beat UCLA, you beat Arizona state, you beat Arizona, you beat Washington state. Like, you know, I, 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 and when you're 20 and seven at home, like I know the sunken diamond is not, it's not college station. It's not going into Arkansas or, um, you know, South Carolina or some of these other pro Tennessee, Vandy places like that, where you're going to have to go in and, and be really, really good to beat these teams. Um, you know, but I do think there's something to be said about, you know, having 20 plus wins at home and being, you know, they have 17 wins on the road. That's hard to do too. You know, winning, you know, in order to be able to have really good seasons, you have to win on the road, you know, and to, to be, you know, 17 wins on the way on the, on the away from home and 20 at home. You know, I, I think that they're going to be set up just fine um, to walk away with a regional win from sunken diamond. Now, if my Coral Gables pick pick wins out and you're Stanford, then we have a Texas, Texas A&M matchup which will, you know, the state of Texas might explode. I don't know if it's big enough um, for that super regional. I like it. I like it. All right, moving on. Conway, South Carolina. Coastal Coastal Carolina hosting out of the Sun Belt. They got Duke, UNCW, who won the CAA regular season despite being in the same conference as a really, really, really good Northeastern team that we alluded to earlier. A lot to be said about that. And then you got Ryder out of the MAC, who, you know, put together another really good season, 35 and 19. Dr. Barry Davis. Yeah, Dr. Barry Davis. That's a, it's a quality ball club. Um, they could sneak up on you, you know, but. I'm going to go coastal, right? I just think they've been too good all year. They're playing at home. Duke's dangerous. They had they had spurts this year where they were really, really good. Um, and UNC's a tricky one. Like, there's, I, I'm going to go coastal, but UNC is a scary one in this in this regional. Um, they won the regular season. They won the conference championship for the tournament. They're playing really good baseball. They're going to be really co- well coached by Coach Hood. I'm pretty sure they played Duke and Coastal this year, so it's not going to be 
you know, they're not going to be starstruck by any stretch. Like, you know, that's a program that's produced first rounders recently. They got some power arms. They're always really athletic. And we had to deal with them for three years at William and Mary. Um, they're, they're an interesting one. And if I was, if I was going to take a, a, a sleeper out of this one, it would be them for sure. But I'm going to go coastal. I think they've, they've been playing too good all year long. They get a chance to host. I think they take advantage of that opportunity, and I think they they move on to a super. I went with the Blue Devils here. And let me tell you why. One, this is a, a pick for – one of my best friends who played at Duke, John Nicola, um, longtime listener. The, the other reason is I know Duke has not had a great May, right? Like you, you can go through and look like they haven't necessarily played the greatest in May after they won a series against UVA towards the, uh, the back half of April. Now, stay with my logic here. Being a, uh, a high-end academic coach, I know – that as the semester winds down, we start to focus a little bit more on academics than baseball. And if you think that the Dukies are not focused in a little bit more time in the classroom towards the back half of the semester, I think you're dead wrong. I think that's why we didn't have necessarily the greatest May we could have had. You know, we split with Ryder, who is, you know, in this regional. Um, we, lo- we lose the series to Georgia Tech, but win a game. Um, and we lose the series to Miami, but win a game. Um, and then we go two and Q in the ACC tournament, but you know, you lose one run games to Miami and NC state who are both in, you know, it's not like we played terrible, but you know what it is, is classes are over. Finals are done. We're not worried about going to class. We're not worried about school. We're not worried about grades. We're focused on baseball. Conway, South Carolina is not that far away. It might as well be a home game for us. We're going to roll in there. Duke's going to take this regional. This this is why we got you on here, Keith. That kind of insight you make you bring up a really good point that like <laughs> it's hard. It really it's true. Like when you coach smart kids, that that test period at the end of the semester, like you always worry about it. Oh yeah, because the kids are dragging ass, and like it it matters. It it has an effect on guys. And when you're at Duke, obviously, like that's a piece of the puzzle. Well, you have. I mean, I keep telling many times, like, we, we would have test weeks at RPI and we'd come out flat. You'd wonder why. Like, we just spent 40 hours that week studying. You know? Uh, you don't think that's going on there? Come on. Duke, bring it home for me. All right. Charlottesville. Perennial host, UVA. Great place to play. We played there. We played there. Coached there a bunch. We got our ass kicked there a bunch by Virginia. Uh, those College World Series teams, the 14 and 15 teams. Um, yeah, they were loaded. We did get them at the back end, though. We knocked them out of their own regional my last year there. Hell yeah. Char- Charles Amir, junior college transfer, super athletic right fielder, got on top of a – the mid nineties fastball to give us the lead. And we ended up closing it out. And then ECU, oddly enough, who was in this regional was who we lost to. And they went on to a super. So we got UVA, ECU, got the Oklahoma Sooners, who you mentioned earlier. And 
a fan favorite on this podcast. Army Black Knights. The Army Black Knights. And they're dangerous. That's a good team. I would love to say that I think they can get out of this one and maybe they surprise some people. Um, maybe not surprise some people who are who are plugged into college baseball, but um, they're a tough out. Like you, UVA can't take them lightly in the first in the first game. That's for sure. They can hit. They're big. They're physical. Obviously, they're going to be tough. They're going to be really well coached. So yeah, UVA's got to strap it on. Like they better be ready, or you know they could have to come through the losers bracket to win their regional. But this is another one like. I'm going to go chalk because I just, I think it's tough to win at UVA. Um, I think they're a pretty complete team. They got arguably the best player in the country playing behind the plate for them in Kyle Teal. I mean, the kid's a monster. They got the Geloff Mm -hmm. kid. They got some young guys who've had some really good years. Uh, You know, they're tough to bet against like coach O'Connor's. He's as good as there's been in college baseball in the last 20 years. Um, You know, coach Mack is, there's a reason that they very rarely ever have a lull in how they produce offensively. He's, you know, it's just a super well-coached team, really good, really good program. Um, ECU is dangerous for sure. Wonder if they can bounce back from dumping the AAC championship game to a really poor Tulane team. Um, but. <laughs> Just gonna throw that one out there. You get you know, lose his conference championship to an 18 win team. Um, you know, I don't know if they'll bounce back from that, but obviously they're really good. They're another one of those non-power five teams that they're in the top 15 every year. Like it wouldn't surprise me if they win this regional, but because they're hosting, I mean they're 45 and 12 in the ACC. I'm going UVA. Yeah, I took UVA too. I just don't think that there's um, – I mean, they've been as complete a team from start to finish uh, uh, that you've seen in, in a very long time. And, you know, the the ACC, I think, has been really good this year. And they've been, um, I mean, 19 and 11 and 45 and 12 overall. I mean, they're just – they're a really, really, really complete baseball team. Um, it's hard to play at UVA. Um, you know, I, I agree. I, I think that this is, you know, from a who's going to play UVA in the championship, I think it's pretty open. I mean, Oklahoma's had, you know, a, a halfway decent year at 31 and 26 and get in. You know, obviously the, the Black Knights are, are a pretty physical team who, who can really pitch it and they can score a lot of runs. I mean, they scored – quite a few runs um, in the Patriot League Championship Series there. Um, you know, and I, I was texting with Chris afterwards, and he was like, I've never seen a team do what we've done in a two-game set. Um, you know, so that's something to be said. You know, I, they could they could win some games, you know, and, and there could be a hangover with ECU. You know, I, I'm, I know they're good. Like, you don't get 45 wins without being good. Um, you know, but it's – you know, I, there's some there's some tough losses to swallow uh, on that schedule, which you know begs the question: like, do you, you know, play down to who you're playing? Um, and you know, when you play really good teams, you're really good, and you play not so great teams, you it's really tight or you lose. Um, and that's not necessarily the best recipe for success in a in a regional. Sometimes, um, 
you know, some might argue that it is because you're playing really good teams. But, you know, if you find yourself in the loser's back against the four seed, you might be like, man, eh, we're going to take this one. And then all of a sudden you're two and Q. Um, you know, I, but who knows? It's baseball. Um, you know, but I, I just like, you know, I, I think UVA is just far too good um, and, and too complete to, to really lose um, this regional. All right, same page on that one. We'll move on to Baton Rouge. We've also been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, wild place to play, incredibly hard place to win. Um, Is it ever? Obviously, they're really good. Like, they got the best position. I mean, I know I just mentioned Kyle Teal, right? The other dude is Dylan Cruz. Like, who puts up those numbers in the SEC? Like, it's freaking insane. Um, just an absolute monster. They got Tommy White, who transferred in from NC State. Didn't skip a beat. They got the Skennis kid at the front end. Like, good luck being that dude. I think they I think they get through this one. Like, Oregon State could trip them up maybe, but I think it's really hard to win. Um, I don't think Sam Houston, although Sam Houston's a good club. Like, you know, Tulane's a non-factor for me as we got to. Like, American Athletic Conference needs to figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> like not everybody should make your conference tournament. Um uh as you can tell, I just can't I can't get over the fact that, that even they even allowed that to happen. But I think LSU gets through this, but LSU's an interesting team. Like obviously they've put together a really good season, right? And they were number one in the country for a long time. I think there's some depth stuff on the mound that could bite them if they get into if they get into the the super and they get into the world series, they obviously have the star power at the front end, but what's for me, what separates the Florida's and the wake Forests, and, you know, even, you know, somebody like a Virginia, I think the depth is what wins you. When you get to the college world series, you need depth. Like you can't roll through there with just a couple guys that you really trust. Like you, you're going to rely on guys that you don't expect you have to throw some innings and I mean, you know, I'm, maybe I'm waking a, you know, a sleeping giant here, but I think they win this regional. Um, I don't know if they get to the college world series. We'll see when we make the super regional picks, but I'll go LSU for the, for the Baton Rouge regional. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that like it's LSU. You're going to throw off in game one, boat race them, you know, throw arguably the best pitcher in the country in game two, and you're going to have to get beat twice, which is unlikely. So, LSU. All right, Lexington. We talked about this one. I'll be interested to see where you go. So, you got Lexington, you got Kentucky hosting. Really good bounce back year for that program. Um, You got West Virginia. Who was super hot? Got some really good players. Um, they're the two seed. You got Indiana, had a great year out of the Big Ten. And then you got Ball State from the MAC, not to be cute. The MAC, the Metro. No, what is it? The Mid Atlantic Conference, right? Not to be confused. Mid American. Mid American, excuse me. Not to be confused with the Metro Atlantic Athletic oh. Conference, also known as the MAC. Um, I'm going West Virginia in this one. Um, 
I actually thought about picking Indiana, but I'm going to go West Virginia. Uh, I think they I think they find a way out of this one. Um, offensively, been really good. We've played them. They're tough. They're really well coached. I don't think that that's changed, and I think they got a really good really good group of players, and they were a very good team and a very good conference this year. Um, yeah, that's my pick. I think this is the uh, most wide open regional um, or one of the two most wide open regionals out there. Um, I took the Hoosiers from Indiana um, to get out of this one and and advance to the super regionals. I I just thought that, um, you know, they're a 41 win team. You know, I, I know they go one and I think they went one and two in the conference tournament. Um, you know, but they they've played really good baseball um, the last half of or, you know leading up to um, conference tournament time and, and regional time. You know, it's you know ever since they they didn't necessarily get it done against Maryland at home at the back end of April, like they've rattled off a, a, a bunch of wins. Um, against a, and scored a ton of runs against teams. So, you know, I, I just think that it's it's wide open. I, you know, I, I I don't know if you know there's a lot of a lot of news on Twitter about the Lexington Regional and that's whatever. But I I just don't think that it's it's the most wide open one. You know, West Virginia is going to be good. Kentucky is going to be tough. But I I just think Indiana is going to come out of that one. I like it. All right. Moving on to Nashville, Nash Vegas. We got Vanderbilt hosting. Oregon coming in from the West Coast as the two seed. Xavier, Big East Conference champions. Uh, a decent chance they get in, even if they don't win that. Uh, the automatic bid. Um, they had a really, they had a really good year. Um, then you got Eastern Illinois, or the Ohio Valley. Xavier sneaky in this one. They have two dudes at the front end who are really good, right? And winning that Big East Conference tournament where you have to go through UConn, like you can't dismiss that. Yep. And sometimes hot teams who win, like they can keep it rolling. So I think they're dangerous. I think Vandy's probably a little bit too much for all of the teams in here. I do know that they're dealing with a few injuries. Um, I don't know that how it's going to impact them. I mean, it goes without saying, like, Tim Corbin and his staff, they're going to be as well coached. They're going to play as clean as you can play. Uh, They're coming off of a SEC tournament championship, which is a feat in itself to get through that gauntlet. Um, So I'm going to go Vandy. Xavier, I hope they surprise me. Um, I'd love to see Coach O'Connor win a couple games in that regional and make it interesting, but um, I'm going to go Vandy. Yeah, I went Vandy too. you know, I, I just, you know, it seems like every year um, they're peaking now, right? Like every year you start, it starts out, it's like, oh, is Vandy going to be good again this year? And, you know, they're five and five or whatever to start the season. And then you get to the tail end of the year and they have 40 wins and they win the SEC tournament or make a super deep run. And it's like, oh, here we are again. Um you know, so I, I don't, you know, I actually, I picked Vandy over Xavier. Like, I, you're right. I, I think Xavier is, um, can make some noise in this regional. They're 
you can't get out of the Big East and and beat UConn and and not kind of you know look at that as something that is a, a pretty big um, feat in and of itself. So that you know, I think they stay hot in this, but I just ultimately I think Vanderbilt's just too good. And you know, you're in Vandy, year in year out. Here we go again, Coach Corbin and Brownie and everyone else there. Like they're just gonna they'll keep it rolling and and get out of this regional. Both on the same page of Vandy. Uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma State, hosting again. 41-win team out of the Big 12. You got Dallas Baptist out of Conference USA, 45-14. and 14. Washington out of the Pac-12 got the three seed. And you got Oral Roberts, who a lot of people think is the best four seed in the tournament. And it's tough to argue with it when you look at their record, like they're 46-11. and 11. Hmm. Uh, Which – you know, Oklahoma State's going to – they're one of those teams that, like, you got to think really hard. Like, do you, do you really backdoor it against a team that's won that many games? Like, you don't win 46 games by accident. I don't care what conference you're coming out of. Um, for me, I'm going Dallas Baptist. I, they just win. Um, I don't have a super specific reason. You know, obviously Oklahoma State has been a perennial power in college baseball for a while now. But – uh I think Dallas Baptist, they can really pitch. Um, yeah, that's my pick. I'm going I'm going Dallas Baptist, another Texas team into a super. Um, yeah, I, I actually I, – I took Oklahoma State um, for, for no other reason than um, – I just thought that they've been, you know, looking at their schedule and who they've beat towards the tail end of the year. Um, you know, I thought they were playing pretty good baseball. The interesting thing is they did lose two games to Oral Roberts during the regular season. Um, midweek, obviously. Um, you know, which you can put as much stock into that as you want. So, you know, I, I don't know, you know, a lot of people be like, well, they lost two games. Like you're losing midweek. And that's not to say you're not taking it seriously, but like, you're not throwing your best three arms midweek on a Tuesday. Um, You know, so I, I just think that if they're, you know, you roll out with 41 wins and you know, you're 25 wins at home and you roll out one of your two best arms in game one, you should be okay. Um, you know, but I, I, I had beating Dallas Baptist. I think Dallas Baptist is really good. Um, I mean, you sound like a broken record. Like you get to this point of the year, like you, you're 40 plus wins. Like you, you're doing a lot of really good things over the course of the year, you know, that they're, and they're a good ball club. Um, I just, you know, I, I thought it was a little bit more of a coin flip. Um, but I, I kind of just, I went with the home team. Um, in this one. All right. We differ again. That's, that's what makes it fun. Auburn. A lot of controversy about them hosting period. Um, probably not worth diving into, but you know, obviously they, you know, they were in the college world series last year. Um, it's going to be a tough place to play. They got Southern Miss as the two seed. 41-win team out of the Sun Belt. Um, you got Sanford out of SoCon, 36-23. and 23. And then you got Penn, 
Um, team who's been really good for for several years now. They've you know finally got over the Columbia hump and won the Ivy League and are back in the NCAA tournament. You know, thirty two win team out of the Ivy League. Um, I don't think you can sleep on them. I think Auburn better strap it up. They can pitch. Uh, for me, I'm going Southern Miss here. Uh, I think that. You know, to do what they did in the Sun Belt this year, I think is really impressive. I think the other thing that they got for them, like this is the last hurrah for their head coach. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, it's a really good team with even more purpose to play. Um, so I'm going Southern Miss. Um, I took Southern Miss too. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought they had a, a, a phenomenal year and I, I, I went with the, the, the exact same thing you just said. This is the, um, it's the last, last go around, um, for their head guy who's been there for a very long time. Um, you know, so I think that they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna rally the troops and, and really be able to play some good baseball here. Um, you know, so I, I did the same thing. I, I took Southern Miss here. All right, moving on to Clemson. Who will Southern Miss be playing? Clemson, you know, might be the hottest team in college baseball right now. Um, Tennessee's the two seed. We all know they're ultra talented. Uh, you got Charlotte coming in out of Conference USA. You got the nation's home run leader, and I think his uh, last name's Fisher. I think it's Cam Fisher. Um, they've been really good for the last three or four years, ever since Coach Water got there. And you got Lipscomb out of ASON, who's, you know, Always good. Um, I wanted to go Clemson here. I think that I'm gambling that Tennessee puts it together for three games with Dollander and some of the power arms that they got. And I think positionally they're super athletic. They've been up and down, but I'm going Tennessee. I think they, I just think they find a way to get it done here. And some of that, that star power, you know, rises to the top for this one. So I'm going Tennessee. Um, I really thought we were going to differ here. I thought for sure that uh, me picking Tennessee was going to, was going to be a difference here in the two of us, but I, I guess it's not, I, I you know, I, Clemson is, you know, obviously one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Um, you know, but I, I agree. I, I think that, you know, Tennessee is ultra talented. They've been so up and down all year long, which has been a, it's been a super weird year. They were started out super high, then they were not ranked. And then, you know, then they finished the year pretty high. Um, and I just, they're, they're, they're so talented that if, you know, they can put it together for a three or four game stretch in a regional, like, they're super dangerous and, and they can, they could walk out of there winning three games. And, and I don't think anyone would really be shocked. Um, you know, so I, I, I went with Tennessee just kind of more of as a, you know, a, a revenge tour of, of having a, a, a tough beat last year at home to Notre Dame and not getting into the world series when they were arguably one of the better teams that and put together in a very long time. Uh, they had 50 something wins, I think. And then, you know, having such an up and down year this year, but being able to, you know, put it together and get to the point of the where they are right now. And, you know, you're a two seed, you didn't host. And there's that little, you know, it's hard to say you're an underdog with that chip on your shoulder. Like, hey, it's been a tough year. Like, 
you face a lot of adversity. Here we go. Let's put it together and win some games. All right, we're on the same page there. We'll move on to Terre Haute. Indiana State out of the Missouri Valley is going to host. Um, obviously, they've had a really good year. They got Iowa out of the Big Ten as a two. UNC out of the ACC coming in as a three seed. And then the Horizon League champions, Wright State. Um, I wavered on this. I'm going to go Iowa. They got power arms. Um, they seem to be better offensively than they've been. Uh, I think they can pitch their way through this regional. Um, I thought about picking UNC. I think it really hurts them that their best player is likely going to miss the regional advance. Honeygut kid, who's a really dynamic player for them. I think that really hurts. Obviously, UNC's you know, there's plenty of depth and talent on that roster, but I'm going to go Iowa. I think ultimately those power arms and uh, their ability to just kind of stuff it on you. Um, so I'm going Hawkeyes. Yeah, um, I took the Hawkeyes too. Uh, you know, I, I thought this was uh, obviously a little bit more of a, a wide open regional as well. Um, I think UNC is is really good. Um, you know, they did announce that the you know arguably the best player is going to be out for the regional. Um, you know, which obviously changes some things there. So a little bit of a difference there. Uh, you know, Indiana State's. You know, they're they've won a lot of baseball games. I just don't know if you can sustain that run that you're going to be able to to have to make in a regional when there's a lot of high leverage situations with, with some teams that have, have, you know, played some really good baseball, you know, for a number of years together. So I, you know, I, I, I took Iowa here. Um, you know, they played really well in the big 10 tournament. They, they lose to Maryland in the championship. Um, you know, so I, I, I went with Iowa here. Yeah, great minds think alike. We'll move on to the last regional before we start picking our final eight. Got Fayetteville, Arkansas. Might be the toughest place to play in college baseball. Uh, they got two-seed TCU out of the Big 12. They got the controversial Arizona Wildcats out of the Pac-12 and then Santa Clara out of the West Coast Conference. Um, we have some insight on the Santa Clara team, and I will tell you what, they might not be able to get by Arkansas, but people better strap it up because they have arms. Um, mm -hmm. They have some really high quality arms, and it's not just pitchability guys. They got guys with stuff. Um, sure. I know they got a couple dudes who are, you know, 93, 95, which always causes problems. I don't know if they're going to, you know, cause a ton of problems for that Arkansas lineup. Um, I mean, shout out to Coach Hobbs and what he's done with that Arkansas pitching staff. They've They've gone through some – some injuries this year and they just keep rolling guys out there. And I think it's a you know testament to how good of a coach he is and what he's able to do, getting guys ready, you know, for roles that they probably didn't anticipate some of those guys were going to be in. Um, tough to bet against Arkansas in Fayetteville, you know, TCU has been playing really well lately, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the hogs. Yeah. I'm the um, exact same here. Um, I, I just didn't think like Arkansas is so hard to play at and they have had um, so much adversity that they've had to deal with this year with the amount of guys that they've, you know, have gotten injured throughout the course of the year and, you know, to kind of have the year that they have and, and have the success that they've found when, you know, guy after guy has just been hurt. Um, 
you know, it's, it's, you know, a testament to recruiting their, the development, the, the, the coaching that they do, you know, coach Hobbs is, you know, in my opinion, one of the best pitching coaches, if not the best pitching coach in the country, um, you know, so to be able to, to be where they're at, like, I, I just, I don't really see anyone being able to go in there and, and beat them and, and take over. All right. Well, we've gotten to our 16. So let's start picking our final eight. We both had the same pick for the Winston-Salem-Tuscaloosa matchup. We got Wake, BC. I'm going Deeks. Tough to bet against them. Who you got? Deeks. Deeks. All right. Deeks are the first team in. Got the matchup between Gainesville and Columbia. We did differ here. We both went Gators. I went I went Campbell. You went South Carolina. I have a feeling we're both going to pick the same regional winner because I'm going Gators. I think they're the second best team. I think there's a little bit of a gap between Wake and Florida and everybody else. So I'm going Gators. Who you got? Gators. Gators. All right. Moving on to the Corals, Coral Gables Stanford regional matchup. I went Louisiana AM. You went Texas Stanford. My pick is going to be AM. Who's your Stanford Texas winner? Me and Matthew McConaughey. Oh, wow. All right. Longhorns back in. Back in the series. Okay. Got the Conway-Charlottesville matchup. I went Coastal-UVA. You went Duke-UVA. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with UVA to, to move on. What do you got? UVA. All right. Baton Rouge in the Lexington matchup. We both went LSU coming out of Baton Rouge. I went West Virginia. You went Indiana. I'm going to surprise some people right here. And I'm picking uh I'm picking the Mountaineers. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. Controversial, but that's who I am. I'm taking LSU. Fair enough. Nashville Stillwater matchup. We got I got Vandy versus Dallas Baptist. You got Vandy versus Oklahoma State. I'd love to see Dallas Baptist make some noise. I think it's certainly possible. I think that if Andy gets through the regional, they probably, from what I've read, it looks like they get a couple guys that are on the shelf back to add to their arsenal of talented players. Um, I, just, I can't bet against them. I'm going Vandy. Vandy. All right. Down to the last two teams to get in. We got the Auburn Regional versus the Clemson Regional. We both went Southern Miss. We both went Tennessee. I'm sticking on the Cinderella train. Cinderella story. I'm saying Southern Miss breaks through and they represent the Sun Belt in Omaha. I'm going to take Tennessee, the bad boys. All right. <laughs> Revenge like tour. The like the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Uh, then we got Terre Haute, Fayetteville. We both went Iowa and Arkansas. I think Iowa's super dangerous here, but they're going to have to travel to Arkansas. It's a battle-tested group, premium-level coaching staff. 
super hard place to play in. Uh, I can't pick. I can't pick against Arkansas. Nor can I. The Omaha right. are back. So here's the count. Coach K's got Wake, the Gators, A&M, UVA, West Virginia, Vandy, Southern Miss, and Arkansas. Coach Glasser's got Wake, the Gators, Texas, UVA, LSU, Vandy, Tennessee, Arkansas. Who's the, who's going to win this thing, Keith? My my dream matchup would be Wake against Arkansas. I don't think that it's a reality. Um, what I what I honestly think is I, I think the the final. Um, unfortunately, and I, I hate doing this. I, I think the final becomes a little bit more chalky. I think it's Wake Florida in the final. I think Wake wins this thing. I just don't know if if they're you know the arms that they roll out. I mean, you they they have a two eight two ERA. They punched out like six hundred and seventy dudes this year. I, I mean, if if you can pitch at that clip over the court in a tournament setting, and and you have an offense that can that can score some runs, like you don't even have to score ten. Like even if you pitch to your average and 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 give up three or four, like you should all you have to do is scratch across five. Um, you know, I, I just think that they're they're far too good. And I do think there's a gap between the depth of them in Florida and everyone else. I mean, that's I mean, UVA could be a dark horse there. Um, you know, but I, I think it's Wake Florida. I think Florida or Wake wins. I'm looking at the bracket now, and I don't I think that Wake and Florida would be in the same bracket in the College World Series just to get to the finals. But I for the the I'd have to circle back on the format. But I'm with you. Like I just think some I think they have to have some really bad games. I think Wake's the best team in the country, so I'm, I'm going to go Wake. So we're both on the Deeks. Want to throw this in there, Justin, our producer? He's yep. going Clemson. He he said he wants the hottest team in college baseball, so he's going Clemson to run the table. So we're throwing that out there. So there are our picks. We got Wake winning it all. Go watch these games. They're all on television. Oh, yeah. See what this is about. You're going to see some teams that you didn't think were good, and you're going to go, holy crap, they're really good. And you're going to watch some awesome baseball. You're going to see some names that you never heard of. You're going to watch some really talented players. It's an awesome time of the year. Um, I wore my 2005 LSU regional T-shirt. Look at you. For the affair here. So you can't see. It's a, that's an old-school cotton tee. You can basically see through this thing. LSU, Marist, Northwestern State Demons out of Louisiana and the Rice Owls. Um, Rice Owls. We did, we did not win that regional. Um, Rice did. They did. I think it was the first time LSU had ever lost a regional at home. Um, but that's us for, for tonight. Any closing words here, Coach Glass? No, I mean, get out there and no, you don't have to get out there. If you can get out there, go to some of these games. It's going to be an electric atmosphere, but if not, watch it on TV. It's going to be all over, um, all over the TV and the interwebs this weekend. So hop on it and watch some really good college baseball. The other thing I will plug this. Um, so I guess I did have something to say. Division two and Division three World Series are going Boom, on. Boom, don't forget it. 
Um, you know, so you can you can watch those games on the interwebs just as well. I, I think the I think they both fire up on Friday, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, you have the Millersville's number one in the in that bracket, and I think Johns Hopkins is number one in the the, the Division three bracket. So, you know, still a lot of really good baseball being played at all three levels this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely tune in to Division three and Division two. You want to see some really good baseball that a lot of people sleep on. You know, go check out the Millersville team or the North Greenville team. You know, go check out Misericordia and John Hopkins. You want to see some really good baseball? Like, tune into that as well. Um, speaking of the interwebs, Keith, here's where you can find us on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Uh, www. dot If you want to find out about what we do, helping families and players navigate the recruiting process using our coaching experience, 25 years, um, to help people navigate that. You want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, it's at, at EMD baseball. Uh, Hope you join us next week. Um, Tune into those baseball games, and uh, thanks again for listening.